Good afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. And I uh, I believe it's official. I believe, I believe we can officially say that the Democrats hate America. I mean, can we? I think we can. I mean, all right. Yesterday, we we heard the clips. We we heard the the woke uh, presidents from the woke elite universities tell us that you know anti-Semitism. I mean, it might not be harassment. It depends on the context. It, it depends on the context. And when and when uh, Elise Stefanik said, "Well." well Please tell us what would be the context. Well, if it, it it's harassment if it's directed at an individual. That's what that's what Gay from Harvard said. And then you know Lady Penn, uh, you know from 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 Penn said, uh, you know if it's if it's just made in public, if it's just a public statement, then it's not harassment. You know, then it's fine. I mean, you can you can get on the front lawn here at Penn and grab a microphone, grab a megaphone, and start yelling, uh, you know genocide to the Jews, you're going to be fine. I mean, that's not harassment. You're not harassing any individuals. You know, there's there, no harm, no foul. And then, of course, the lady from MIT, the president of MIT, said that uh, it would become harassment if, if the speech turned into conduct, <laughs> which they're calling for genocide. It's not harassment until genocide actually takes place. Uh, d- Democrats hate America. I-, I think they they hate everything that America stands for. And um, you know, last time I checked, America was pro Judeo Christian. You know, part of the Judeo in that uh, uh, in that statement is uh, Judaism. Judeo is Judaism, and and those that practice Judaism, well, they would be Jews. And uh, it just appears that that the Democrats are becoming an- more and more anti-Semitic by the day. Well, uh, they also hate education, and we're gonna we're gonna get to this today. You know the the changes that the Biden administration is proposing to Title IX. Uh, it just uh, <laughs> I don't the Democrats they hate everything that America stands for. They do. They, they hate our traditions. They hate our our belief in faith in God, and if they had their way, they would just they would just destroy it, and that's that's what they're banking on, my friends. That's what they're going for. Marxists have taken over the Democrat Party, and it happened years ago. I'm here to tell you, it happened years ago, uh, and, and so we're going to talk here in a minute uh, about their continued con- uh, destruction of education. But first, but first, uh, some housekeeping. Um, you know, just just some you know personal information. That's all. Today I am, uh, I am, uh, I'm dying my hair pink. That's, I just think you need to know that if you see me on the street, and you see me with pink hair, uh, I am not turning liberal. I am not. It's not just another step into becoming a a blue haired screaming liberal. Nope. my hair is just pink. Uh, I I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I lost a bet. I don't know that it was a bet, but the, a challenge. I guess we'll call it a challenge. So in October, I think it was October. I think it was a Friday night in October. We had a, a fundraising concert here at Waterbrook for the strings department. 
you know, the strings department, they they wanted to raise money to buy new, new, new nice metal stands, you know, to put their music on. You know, as the as the orchestra is playing in their concerts, they had these flimsy little wiry music stands that uh you know they 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 were top heavy, they would tip over. Uh, there wasn't a lot of room on the stand to hold books. And then, you know, the heavier, thicker books, you know, the pages wouldn't stay open. And so they're closing and stands are falling and it just unfortunate. So uh, the kids put on a, a fundraising concert to raise nice, sturdy metal stands. And so they asked their strings teacher, Mrs. Campo, they said, if, if, you know, how, how much money is this going to cost? She said, well, you know, we, we need about, I don't know, 30 stands. It's going to cost us right around $1,500. And they said, if you, um, if we raise the money, will you dye your hair pink to Mrs. Campo? And so I, I happened to be in the room. And I said, well, how about, I, I, you know, she was all ready to say yes. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's up the hand here a little bit. How about if you raise $2,000, Mrs. Campo will dye her hair pink. And they're all like, yeah, let's go. And then they looked at me and they said, Mr. Bowen, will you dye your hair pink? And I said, well, I mean, we're going to have to even up the ante more. If you raise $2,500, I, and of course it's all money that, that goes to the strings department. Uh, I said, I will, I will dye my hair pink, but I don't think you can do it. And I just, I, I, I wrote them pretty hard. For about two weeks, I just said, you are not going to pull this off. So, you know, night of the concert, uh, you know, parents, you know, family and friends, they're all there. You know, they know it's a it's a fundraising concert and they know what's at stake. Well, instantly they weren't messing around uh, and, and, and that money was going to be raised before the night was over with just so my hair would become pink. And uh, they did it. They pulled it off. Actually, they had... Uh, they had raised, I don't know, under two grand, actually. And there was a, a dad in, in the audience raised his hand and said, I will make up the difference. I want to see Bowen's hair go pink. And so it's happening. Tonight's the night, bro. It, it goes down tonight. So just, you know, I just want to warn you. That's all. If you see me on the street, and my hair's pink. Well, uh, I'm, I'm still me. I'm still good old fashioned conservative dean. I have not gone liberal. I just, you know, I just have pink hair and I, I don't know how long it's going to be pink. You know, hopefully it'll wash out. I don't know. I don't know how this stuff works. I've never had pink hair before. My hair has only been the color that it is. It's never been another. So um, we'll see where this takes us. So that's all. Just just a little bit of housekeeping uh, for those of you that, you know, donated to that concert to see my hair go pink. Thank you. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. I can't wait for my hair to be pink. Uh, I know the kids, you know, they can't wait. Actually, I can wait. The kids can't wait, though. They they want to see this. So if you uh, if you played a role in that, uh, I don't know how happy I am about it. But nonetheless, nonetheless, thank you for your support. All right. So housekeeping is over with. A little bit of information. That's all. I just wanted to share a little bit of personal, you know, little... Little info, that's all. Just a little tidbit. The matter at hand, however, though, is that this this particular administration that's currently in charge, this administration of Democrats, they are they are dead set on destroying education, academia, um, biological sex. They would love to destroy 
They don't care anything about it. The So there was a, a hearing on Capitol Hill this week where they were discussing uh, Biden's proposed changes to Title IX. Uh, I guess in a nutshell, it would broaden the definition of sex in Title IX to include gender identity. All right, so if Johnny uh, is identifying as Janie and wants to join the female swim team, he's protected under Title IX, the definition of sex. So you, you can't discriminate. You know, the, the, the point of Title IX, or, you know, one of the points is there can be no sexual discrimination. Uh, and so they this administration wants to add to that definition of sex to include gender identity. So you can't discriminate against Johnny, uh, who might want to play as Janie uh, and, and, and participate on the girls' swim team. All right? This, this would destroy Title IX. Title IX might as well not even exist. Now, if they allow this to happen, if this passes muster, uh, you might as well throw Title IX out the window. I mean, its 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 whole purpose is now moot. It it it's uh, it doesn't make any sense. The, these these people in charge, they're just they just want to destroy everything they touch. Marxists destroy everything they touch. Democrats, my friends, destroy everything they touch. Look at a a, a demo a Democrat run large city. I mean, just you know, pay attention to San Francisco. That's all. That's that's all I'm going to say. All right. Uh, so it, it, these these proposed changes, uh, you know, would allow males who are identifying as females uh, to compete in in female sports. And then, and then if a school said no, you can't, then that school would be in violation of the law. If the school said to Johnny. I'm sorry, you can't compete on the female swim team. Then that school is then in, in violation. Uh, the rule is applied to all public K-12 schools uh, and college colleges and universities that receive federal funding. So it, it, you're going to lose your funding. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's that's the penalty. That's the slap on the on the wrist. You better let Johnny compete in that girls' swim team. We're going to take away your funding. Uh-huh. You want federal funding? Then you got to do what the feds tell you you got to do. That's the bottom line. That's why uh, at Waterbrook, I I just, we refuse. We're not taking federal funds for anything. Um, you know, and I get, I get letters all the time. You're, you know, you can accept this this money from this agency, from this Department of Education for this or that, or just, you know, even for uh, supplemental, just to have a teacher here or a teacher there for, for your art program or for this or for that, or won't do it. Uh, will not, will not do it. I will not take federal funds because the second you do that, they have their hand in the cookie jar. The second you do that, they're they're in the building. Whether you see them or not, they have stepped foot in your building the second that you take their money. I mean, it's like the the mob boss who who you know goes to the to the mom and pop shop to offer them protection. I mean, the second you take them up on it, it's over. You, you know, we just 
um, that's that's not what we're doing here. I mean, here we're not we're not taking federal dollars. So, you know, our tuition it's not enough to 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 meet budget, and we have to fundraise, and we fundraise, and we fundraise, and we fundraise. I mean, from time to time, you'll hear me say, "Hey, if you want to support classical Christian education, you know, feel free to support us. We will take your support. We don't take federal dollars." Uh, and and the tuition, it's you know our tuitions our tuition is low and it's it's low for a reason so people can can afford it and and it's just not enough to to keep the doors open and so we have to fundraise and you know we we seek donations so if you're interested if you want to support classical Christian education you know support us uh, waterbrookca.org go to the website. You can go to the support tab at waterbrookca.org. You can click support and and there, you know, you can give if you want, feel free to. Uh, you can text the word give to the number 810-672-6430. If you are so inclined, we just, we're not taking the, the federal dollars. We're not going to do it. Um. So back to this, back to this testimony before Congress. Uh, they invited Riley Gaines. She was there. Matter of fact, I've got some some clips, a clip that I'll I'll play of Riley Gaines. She is an incredible spokesperson, really, for this entire movement that is you know trying to defend women's athletics. As uh, she's a, a wonderful voice. Uh, Fatima Goss Graves was also a witness here at this hearing. Fatima Goss Graves is the president and CEO of the National Women's Law Center. And um, she is of the opinion, and she suggested even during her testimony, that sex-separated sports actually harms girls and women especially non-white athletes. Pray tell Miss Fatima Goss-Graves, how in the world sex-separated sports harm girls and harm women, especially non-white athletes? Can you explain to me how that happens? I mean, I, you know, there's no, I, I don't know, she didn't offer any, any support. She didn't offer any a true definition. I, I just, I'm, I'm wondering how, how that happens. How, uh, <laughs> you know, you have uh, just a girls softball team, for example, and just having girls on that softball team actually harms the girls, especially the girls who aren't white. They're harmed by it. I mean, the, the white girls, I mean, they're only harmed a little bit, but the non-white girls, they are really harmed. I mean, there needs to be a boy on that team. Uh, if there's a boy on the team, then instantly, yeah, it's so much better. No one's harmed, especially the non-white girls. They're not harmed, not harmed at all. Uh, you know, now you you got a boy who, you know, swings that bat pretty hard, though, and, you know, cracks it off the kneecap of, say, I don't know, the female pitcher. I mean, you think she's going to be harmed? Miss Fatima Goss-Graves, I mean, you think she's harmed? I mean, whether she's black or white. She gets that that ball smashed into her kneecap, and uh, she's probably going to be harmed. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm thinking she's going to be harmed. 
Um, you know, but according to Fatima Goss Graves, she is super harmed if there's no boys on the team. And then, and then she's just harmed. Um, you know, I don't I don't know why. I don't know how, but she's the expert. She's the CEO and president of National Women's Law Center. I mean, she's got this 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 title added to her resume. She is she's testifying at this congressional hearing. She is a woman of import. We must listen to her. She knows what she's talking about. And by golly, if if she says sex-separated sports actually harm the girls and the women, especially the non-white girls and women, well, we better listen to her. And she also said in her opening statement, she emphasized how sports should teach athletes how to, quote, learn to lose gracefully. Athletes need to learn to lose gracefully. That's, that's part of sports. And sitting next to her is, is Riley Gaines, who, you know, her whole thing is she's upset that, you know, Leah Thomas, Thomas, Tom, Thomas, I don't know, Leah Thomas, um, you know, beat her out in, in this swimming championship. And uh, she's upset she got beat by a man. But Fatima Goss Graves is saying, you know, you you really need to, to learn how to lose gracefully, even if it's to the men. <laughs> Man, it's just too rich. All right, we've got some clips. We'll pick them up on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us. You can find us here Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot. You can listen to us at the 
AmericaOutloud.news on the world-class media player or iHeartRadio or download the app for your Apple, iPhone, Android, Alexa, you name it, it'll cover it. You can pick us up on the podcast the next day. You can find us. We're out there. Thank you for listening. So we're discussing this congressional hearing uh, that um, asked witnesses uh, really about these Proposed changes to, to Title IX. Biden says, you know, we think that we should change the definition of sex to include gender identity. And, and that's got to become part of Title IX. And so they bring in an expert. Her name is Fatima Goss-Graves. She is the CEO of the and president of the National Women's Law Center. All right. Big deal, right? You know, she's got some pedigree. She's uh, She's important. She's got a very important title, and she suggested a couple things in, in her opening statement and in her testimony. She, One of the things she suggested was that uh, sports, which are strictly for girls, actually harm the girls who are playing, especially if they're not white. Then they're really harmed. How in the world? Okay, this at this point, she should have been laughed out of the hearing room. And the problem is the Democrats were like, yeah, yeah, she's right. Yeah, the, yeah. If, if 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 you just have a have a have a girls hockey team and or a girls softball team or or, or an all girls tennis team, it's going to harm those girls. Yeah, yeah. What she said, um, you know, it's just it it it's frustrating. <laughs> Why are the why do why do the Democrats hate America so much? Why do they hate common sense so much? Why why was there not a Democrat on that panel in that hearing this week saying that is the most asinine statement I've ever heard come out of the uh, the, the mouth of any adult that <laughs> that is sex. She said sex-separated sports. All right, so if the sport is just for girls, it's going to harm the girls, especially if they're not white. The black girls, the brown girls, the Asian girls, they're instantly harmed if there is not a boy playing on that team. Okay, we the fact that, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I know there were Republicans that were calling her out. But the fact that there was not a single Democrat calling her out, why do the Democrats hate women so much? Why do they hate education? Uh, <laughs> why do they hate Jews? Why, why, why do they hate America? Do you, are you saying that Democrats hate Jews and that they hate people? Well, <laughs> look at them. I mean, just look at them. Uh, their actions, that, that's what their actions tell us. In their words, the fact that, that a Democrat did not call her out on this ridiculous statement that the girls are actually harmed if there's not a boy on their team? How are they harmed, Fatima Goss-Graves? We can't let this stand. I can't just let this statement go out into the ether unchallenged. I need her to tell me. I need her to, to publicly give us some examples. And, and they've got to be actual examples. They can't be something stupid. It's, it's got to be a, a real example. All right. She also said that sports emphasizes how athletes should learn how to lose gracefully. Now, that's that's correct. 
on, at the surface. That's one of the things that sports teaches us, how to lose gracefully. But the fact that, you know, it almost felt like she was directing it to Riley Gaines. You know, look here, Riley, you need to lose gracefully by that, you know, six foot whatever man who destroyed you in that in that swim meet. Uh, last year, Gaines competed in the women's 200 freestyle at the NCAA Division I Women's Championship, and she placed fifth. Uh, she tied with trans-identifying swimmer Leah Thomas. I can't believe I just read what it said as a trans-identifying swimmer. I'm sorry. I broke my first rule. She tied with uh, a man who's pretending to be a woman going by the name of Leah Thomas. I don't even know what this dude's real name is. What's his real name? Leah Thomas. Give me a break. He co- he previously competed on the men's team and was horrible. That's that's my own ad in there, by the way. Thomas was given the only fifth place trophy. Now there was a tie between Riley Gaines and Thomas, but the the people that were running this show said, you know, we've only got one fifth place trophy. We weren't expecting a tie. We're going to give it to him for the photo op. I mean, you could stand up there on the podium and with him. But he, but the, but he's going to hold it for the photo op. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She's going to hold it for the photo op. I, I misgendered him. I can't believe I did that. She, she's going to. This is, folks. I'm telling you what. This is so upside down. It's so backwards. It's a bunch of people screaming. Look how great the emperor's new clothes are when he's standing up there naked. You can't tell me this is anything different than the emperor's new clothes. We are in the world of the emperor and his new clothes. Oh, I, mm, I'm having a, I'm having a hard time today. Can you tell? Can you tell that I am? Uh, I'm having a hard time. Just for the record, uh, Riley Gaines said the Congress. Hang on, hang on. But before she says that, um, who is this kind of oh, James Comer? James Comer is so great. James Comer says. Um, where is that quote? What's he say here? Uh, oh, so he says to Riley Gaines, um, I know we had a witness on the panel who suggested you should have just lost gracefully. I think that's a slap in the face to any athlete who works so hard. Yes, congratulations for that comment, Mr. Comer, of the Republican from Kentucky. Uh, absolutely, it's a slap in the face to a female athlete who works her tail off and then has to, quote, lose gracefully to the man who's twice her size and has twice her wingspan. Give me a break. Just for the record, Riley Gaines says to Congress, I have lost gracefully many times in my career. Even speaking to the incident of Thomas and I at the national championships, we tied for fifth, granted, fifth in the entire nation. So it's still an incredible achievement. But there were four women who beat me. I'm incredibly, pr- I'm incredibly proud of those women who beat me. So I certainly can have lost gracefully many times in my career. However, her point was that uh, I'm, not, I'm not bowing to kiss the ring of this movement, you know, for a photo op. You know, this, this dude gets the trophy. You're going to give it to him for the photo op? And it is it it is a hymn, by the way. It is a hymn. Ah, unbelievable. All right. Uh, so here's the clip I want to play for you. 
this is Goss Grapes. It's during the same hearing. And who asks this question? Marjorie Taylor Greene. All right, Marjorie shows up. And she asks this question. Miss Goss Grapes, you said this was attacking and dehumanizing to trans. All right, so uh, apparently she's uh, referring to this, you know, if we don't allow this definition of sex to include gender identity, then according to Miss Goss Graves, it's going to be attacking and dehumanizing to trans people. All right, to men who are pretending to be women. I wish I wish Marjorie Taylor Greene would have used our terminology here at the Dean's List. Can someone get a note to Marjorie and tell her that, uh, you know, the terminology has changed back to its accurate uh, form? All right, back to Marjorie's quote or question. You said this was this was attacking and dehumanizing to trans. Do you think Miss Gaines felt dehumanized being forced to undress in front of men? Here's what I think. That's about a yes the, or no question. But I, if I could being forced to undress in front of Madam a man Chairman, isn't that dehumanizing if or I could attacking? This question, Madam Chairman, because I actually think this is really, really important. The issue of privacy in locker rooms and in bathrooms, there's a wide range of So you feel like Ms. Gaines should have had privacy? To address that. You could put up a curtain. You could put up a door. You could have rotations. You could put up a curtain. You can put up a door. You can have rotations. I mean, what's the big deal? I mean, really? I mean, all right. So she, so she doesn't want to change in, in, in front of a man to put up a curtain. You know, it's just that simple. I mean, put up a door. I mean, you know, Riley, you should have you should have gone down to the lumber yard and, you know, rented a truck and brought back some lumber and you should have built a door. I mean, why weren't you thinking of that? Or, you know, you should have you should have jumped in your car. You should have driven down to Joanne Fabrics. You should have you know bought some material, you know, bought a plastic rod and you could then you could have come back to the locker room. And and you could have you know strung the rod in through the the material, and you could have you know mounted the rod up somewhere, and and you could have you could have had a curtain. <laughs> what? What are you? Uh, you are the president, and you are the CEO of the National Women's Law Center, and and that's what you've got. That's what you're bringing to the table. That that's the comment you're bringing to a congressional hearing. No, I, I'm sorry. You're incompetent. I, I mm, Dean, <laughs> Dean, Dean, get a grip. Ah, oh, this makes me so angry that this is her. This is her rebuttal. This is this is how she says we should deal with this. I mean, let's let all the men come in. I mean, the, the men should be allowed to come into the ladies' locker room and, and just get undressed with them before the swim meet. And, and when you get undressed, you're undressed. I mean, you're, you're, you're naked. You're out there. All right. Uh, and, and the men should be allowed. I mean, and if Riley and the other girls are embarrassed, I don't know why they would be, but if they're embarrassed, I mean, all they got to do is hang a curtain or put up a door. Okay. All right. So miss, Fatima Goss Graves, why wasn't that done? 
Why didn't the NCAA provide a curtain for Riley Gaines and the other women? Mm -hmm. Why didn't the NCAA consult you, Miss Goss Grapes, and put up a door? Oh, I know. There's already a door there. It's it's the door that leads to the women's locker room. You know, how about the how about the man use the men's locker room? Okay, there's already a door there, Miss Fatima Goss Graves. Oh, I want to say so many words right now that would just get me into so much trouble. Is Cindy listening? I mean, if Cindy's not, if Cindy's not listening, then I can probably say it. I, I mean, I'm on the verge, but if if Cindy hears, she hears what's about to come out of my mouth, I'm in so much trouble. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just kidding. But I, I, but I'm pretty upset. I am. I'm pretty upset about it. I just, uh, I don't know if I can take the, uh, the stupidity. I'm going to just call it that. I don't know if I can take the stupidity. All right, so. The next clip, um, the the next clip is of of Riley, and um, I think it is, uh, I think it is uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene that turns to to Riley Gaines and says, you know, um, were you? Uh, you know, did you feel dehumanized undressing in front of the men? So let's take a listen to Riley's reply. I certainly did. Uh, and in swimming locker rooms, there are no curtains. There are no stalls. There are no doors. But there it could be. There could be curtains. This that, is, that, uh, we, I reclaim my time. I'm just Miss Gaines right now. Uh, that would be restructuring our how, we've, how I've competed in my entire 18 years of competing. Uh, for what we've described in this hearing today as such a small percentage of the population. We would restructure and uproot what we're used to and, and what works and um, allows us to be, I think we can all agree a locker room in general is not a, it's not a comfortable place, even of course in dressing in front of all women. But growing up a swimmer in that environment, again for 18 years of my life, you, you become comfortable being vulnerable in that environment. And I had, and my teammates and my competitors, we had our vulnerability stripped from us by the leaders of the NCAA. Uh, and again, those who implemented this policy. So Riley says you know, in swimming locker rooms, there are no curtains, there are no stalls, there are no doors. And, 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 and Fatima Goss Graves, you can hear in the, in the background, but there could be, but there could be, there could be. I'm here to tell you there could be. Look, Miss Goss Graves, we don't care what could be. Okay, there isn't right now currently. I don't care what what could be. Th there could be a lot of things. But right now, currently, there are no curtains, no stalls, no doors. Except there is one door, and it's the door on the outside that says woman's locker room. Uh <laughs> And maybe there should be, um, maybe there should be like a subtitle that says, you know, no penis is allowed. Oh, Dean, I can't believe you said that. I can't. I hope none of my Waterbrook students are listening. I mean, you know what? No, my Waterbrook students need to be listening because they need to hear the truth. Absolutely. They, they need to hear the truth. But there could be. But there could be, I just, this woman, I can't get over this woman. 
Uh, so Riley says it's not a comfortable place and dressing in front of all women and growing up uh, in that environment, again, for 18 years of my life, you become comfortable being vulnerable. I mean, it's a very vulnerable position that you're putting yourself in. And you just, you know, she said, you become comfortable being vulnerable in that environment. And I had my teammates and my competitors, we had our vulnerability stripped from us by the leaders of the NCAA. And again, those who implemented this policy by the buffoons, by the morons at the top who are saying, yeah, this is this is great. This is the best idea we've ever had. Let the men say they're going to be women and swim in the women's team and then go change with the women in their locker rooms. We're geniuses all sitting around the table, clapping each other on the back. Uh, mm, I am I am beside myself with anger today. I'm just, it's because of the stupidity. Now, this woman who is... You know, supposedly she's an intelligent human being and she's testifying at a congressional hearing. And this is her reply. Uh, it's a good thing there's a break coming up. That's all I've got to say about it because I need to cool off. All right. On the other side of this break, uh, I've got a funny story that's going to kind of dovetail off of this. Again, it's more stupidity. We're demonstrating more stupidity. But uh, maybe maybe we can laugh for a minute because I need some humor. All right, we'll pick it up on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. 
Welcome back to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. We're listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. All right, I've had a chance to calm down a little bit. I am. I'm, I'm, I've, I've cooled off. Uh, it's probably just going to take me a second to get right back up there. All right, I'm holding an article. This is from The Daily Wire, and this is, uh, there's a little bit of humor in this. It's titled, All the Best Women Are Men. <laughs> I love that title. All the best women are men. By golly. Six times a guy competed against girls in women's sports. And all the best women are men. All right. So, uh, you know, Daily Wire has come out with this movie, Lady Ballers. Have you seen it yet? I haven't. I haven't had a chance yet. A friend of mine the other day, Eric Phelps, sent me a text. And Eric, if you're listening, hello. He sent me a text and said, hey, have you seen this trailer yet? I'm like, no, I haven't. But I guess I need to. And it's... Oh, it looks uh, it, it just it looks funny. All right, it looks funny, lady ballers. So, uh, it is their it's Daily Wire's. I think it's their first feature length comedy. Um, and so there, there there's been some 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 critics. All right, some critics. A review of the film's trailer, published by L LGBTQ Out Magazine on November 28th, attacked the film's premise. All right. So here's here's what here's what LGBTQ Out magazine had to say about Lady Ballers. It takes the false idea that anywhere at any time, a cis man, which uh I, I guess that's that's what they call a straight man, someone who's not gay. You know, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna use their language. I know this is their article. I'm not doing it. I, I can't because it's stupid. All right, let's take it from the top. Oh, there I go. I'm, I'm getting riled back up again. We're gonna take it from the top. It takes the false idea that anywhere at any time a straight man can claim he is a woman and enter any woman's sporting event. Um. How was that a false idea? Uh, you folks at LGBTQ Out Magazine, how was that a false idea? Huh? Um, I mean, this is about as dumb as a statement as what's her name? What? What? what uh, what's her name? Who said that? Fatima, Fatima Goss Graves saying that Riley Gaines should have just put up a curtain or or hung a door. If she didn't want to dress in front of Leah Thomas or whatever Leah's real name is. This is a, this is a dumb, I don't even know if I can keep reading this. Oh, it's going to amp me back up again. The false idea. It's not a false idea. Any straight man who wants to be a woman can enter a woman's sporting event. How is that false? You morons. Dean, calm down. All right. Back to the, uh, back to the review. But the fun doesn't stop there. It goes even further, saying that when straight men do that, they become unstoppable forces on the field. Uh, okay. It almost seems like the people who made the movie understand that if their premise was real, there would be real-life examples of groups of men like this taking over women's sports. There aren't. <laughs> 
just the stupidity. It teen. Stop calling them stupid. I'm I didn't call anyone stupid. I just said the stupidity. The stupidity knows no bounds. It just um oh man. So the article here goes on to then quote. It goes on to show the proof because the statement was uh, there would be real-life examples of groups of men like this taking over women's sports. There aren't. Well, I'm sorry, LGBTQ Out Magazine. There are real-life examples. Are you ready? Well, the first one is Leah Thomas. I mean, that's the most obvious. I'm upset that I don't know Leah's actual name because I would be referring to him by his actual name, but it's not here, and I don't know it, and I don't care enough to know it. All right, Leah Thomas. In addition to winning the NCAA championships, LGBTQ Out magazine, and the women's 500 freestyle, Thomas also tied with Kentucky swimmer Riley Gaines for fifth place in the women's 200 freestyle event. Gaines has spoken out about the fact that while they were apprised of the fact that they would be competing against a male swimmer no one was warned prior to the event, that Thomas, again, still a fully intact male, would be allowed full access to the woman's locker room while the female swimmers were changing their clothes. When it came time for photos at the podium, there was only one fifth-place trophy, and for the sake of appearances, Thomas was given the trophy to hold. Hey, I just want to let you know we only have one fifth-place trophy, the NCAA rep told Gaines. So yours will be coming in the mail. Oh, wow. UPS, it's going to come to your front doorstep. We went ahead and gave the fifth place trophy to Leah over there. You know, that big, tall, strapping lad. You know, the one over there with the huge wingspan. Yeah, that one. The one over there. Uh, you can pose with that one over there on the podium with the sixth place trophy. That's what they said to her. She's like, no way. Uh-uh. We're not doing that. All right. So that's your first example. Out Magazine. Example number two, Michael Tessa Johnson and Evelyn Williamson. We talked about these two just a couple of days ago. Not one, but two biological. Why do we say biological males uh, in front of, why don't we have the word biological in front of males? I mean, if they're a male, they're a male. Okay, we're done also with that. Okay, that is, the word biological is leaving our narrative. I mean, we're going to use it, but not as an adjective to describe a male. A male is a male. You know, a female is a female. I don't have to say biological male to describe that it's a male. Can we all agree with that? I see all of your heads out there nodding. Okay, let's start from the top. No one, or not one, but two males took the top two spots on the podium at the Illinois State Cyclocross Championships on Sunday. Thanks to USA Cycling, men are racing in women's categories all over the U.S. That was the tweet. Um, yeah. All right. So that, that's, that's, that example counts as two. Because the first place winner in this women's cyclocross event was a man. The second place winner in this women's cyclocross event was a man. All right. Example number four, Austin Killips. 
Uh, male cyclist Austin Killips came out on top of the women's division of New Mexico's Tour of the Gila race. That happened in April of this past year, beating his closest female competitor by a minute and a half. And uh, so the group that, that sponsored this race, here, here's what they tweeted. Austin Killips put an exclamation point on her overall race lead Sunday by winning stage five Gila Monster and taking home the overall victory at the Tour of the Gila. Hashtag UCI women. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. This, uh, the stupidity, my friends. Austin Killips put an exclamation point on her overall. Oh, you morons at this Gila Monster event. Austin Killips is a male. He's a he. The Emperor's new clothes. That's what we're looking at here. You see that woman up there on the podium first place who destroyed her competition by a minute and a half? Yeah, that woman. Yeah, that woman. She's not a man. She's a woman. Look at the emperor's new clothes. Oh, they're so shiny. They're the that's the best set of clothes I've ever seen in my life. All right. Example number five, Leslie Mumford. Well, this is good because Leslie is a name that could go either way. So at least this person has a, a good choice of first names. Leslie Mumford, male cyclist Leslie Mumford was left to stand on the podium alone after winning the 100-mile Colorado to Utah gravel race in May. The fastest of Mumford's female competitors finished 17 minutes behind him. The second place, the, 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 the lady that came in second place, Lindsay Crete, finished 17 minutes behind him. And then the third place winner, Michelle Van Sickle, uh, finished over 30 minutes behind. Uh, so Mumford said, I have no idea why so many people bailed before the podiums, but they did. I swear I wasn't the only one in my age group as he was left standing alone to receive his award. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Megan Kelly torched Mumford. There's a story every other day now about, uh, now Kelly said trans person winning a women's cycling event. Megan, mm -mm, we don't, we're not using that terminology anymore. What Megan meant to say was, there's a story every other day about a man winning a women's cycling event. <laughs> Women's cycling is all but gone. I mean, it's worse, I think, than women's swimming. No wonder females are quitting. All right. Example, I lost count. Six, maybe. Um, you know, I don't know. Valentina Petrillo. Uh, male runner Valentina Petrillo, Petrillo won bronze in the women's 400-meter race at the World Para-Athletics Championships in Paris. At 49 years old, Petrillo was 18 years older than every other competitor in the race. Oh, man. Petrillo responded to critics saying, better to be a slow, happy woman than a fast, unhappy man. I don't feel like I'm stealing anything from anyone can't believe I just read that. Petrillo says it's better to be a slow, happy woman than a fast, unhappy man. Dude, you are unhappy no matter what you're what you think you are. You're just your life is unhappy. The fact that you're proud 
to go out there and mm, Dean. But Petrillo's competitors disagree. Christina Sanuli, who finished second to Petrillo in the 200 meter at the Women's Indoor Masters Championships in March, said, quote, we do not feel equal because Petrillo's physical structure is male, so we are not running at par. Although the personal path that Valentina has taken is respectable. Um, well, this lady just lost my respect. Athletically speaking, it is not. And because of this, we feel very discriminated against. All right, you should feel discriminated against. Uh, I mean, not only athletically speaking, it's not respectable, but the personal path that this individual has taken. How can you respect it? Lady, how? Mm, okay. Petrillo's time would have earned him 14th place if he had raced against males. And there it is, my friends. Who wants to finish 14th? Who wants to be an, an unhappy, a fast, unhappy man? Dude, you're not even a fast, unhappy man. I mean, you're not fast. You're going to finish fourth place. What you should have said was, better to be a slow, happy woman than a slow, unhappy man. That's what you should have said, because you are not fast. Anyway, you cut it. Um, So, I mean, there it is. You know, Lady Ballers is the is the movie. Uh, again, I haven't seen it yet, it, but it looks hilarious. I mean, if you've seen it and you you know you like it or you don't like it, I mean, holler either way. You can let me know. But LGBTQ Out Magazine on November twenty eighth, they said that um, there would be real life examples if this movie was actually a thing. There'd be real life examples of men taking over women's sports, and there aren't. Oh, people, open up your eyes. Just open up your eyes. I mean, and the fact that, you know, the Democrats are all about this. The Democrats are in support of this. The Democrats love this. The Democrats are like, yeah, yeah, give us more men and women's sports. We want to destroy the women. You know, it's probably because these same Democrat men, when they were teenagers, you know, they probably wouldn't win an arm wrestling match against a girl. It's probably the case. I mean, just find a Democrat, pick a Democrat, and challenge them to an arm arm wrestling match, and put them up against a, a a female. I bet they're. I bet they would lose. I bet they would lose the arm wrestling match. Dean, how dare you say that about Democrats? I, it's true though. I mean, come on. They destroy everything they touch. They hate America. The fact that a Democrat ever wins an election is is just mind-boggling to me. I mean, you know, I mentioned this the other day when DeSantis agreed. I'm sorry, when Newsom agreed to debate DeSantis, I'm thinking, how, how, how did you, how did this, how did you even say yes to this? You know, you're going to get destroyed on on a debate stage because because Democrat policies cannot stand up against conservative. Policies, it's not going to happen. The everyday average voter is going to look at your, you know, I think that. But then I watch these Democrats win election after election. I'm like, how in the world? Who is voting for these people? Who in their right mind is voting for, for, for yes, let's, let's change, you know, Title IX. Let's change the definition of, of sex and let's have it include gender identity so men can 
you know, can play in the female sports. And if the if the K-12 and college and universities say no to that, well, then we get to remove their funding. Oh, man, let this be a lesson to you. Don't take the government money. Don't do it. We don't do it here. I'm telling you, we, we don't do it. And I said it a couple of segments ago, and I'll say it again. Uh, if you want to support uh, conservative, classical Christian education, and it, it, you know you, you can go to the Waterbrook website. We will, uh, you know, we will we will take your support. We would we would absolutely love to have your support. Uh, you can just go to waterbrookca.org, and on that page there's a there's a there's a tab that says support Waterbrook, and you can scroll down. There is a secure link. And you can drop a donation. If you'd like to text, you can text the word give to 810-672-6430. I can't believe you're asking for money. Well, you know what? We're a nonprofit. And nonprofits need the support of the community. Yeah, but you charge tuition. Yep, but it's not enough to cover the bills. Uh, and so we have to we have to fundraise. We have to raise funds to get out there and make it happen. And I'm telling you. We provide a phenomenal classical education to kids, a phenomenal classical education. Do you know the average student in America right now, I think is getting, um, uh, the government uh, gives school districts on average per pupil, like I think it's 14, 15 grand, maybe 13. It's somewhere in there. I, I talked about this a couple of days ago. If I had, if I charged tuition of 14, $15,000, could you imagine what I could do? But kids couldn't afford it. I mean, I'm in Flint, Michigan, for crying out loud. And, you know, we're, we're going to help the community here. And, and, and we're going to do a great job at it. And we would love your support. All right. That's all the time we have for today, America. Thank you for joining me. Encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age. <laughs>